Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. I am Brian Maiman. We're not in the Bone Cave, actually. What? 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 Wait. Wait, all the all the girls. Welcome to Sturgis. Oh yeah, we're in the Sturgis. We got we got the Sasquatch and the Squatch Festival. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think so. You think Brian is that acceptable? Is that PG thirteen? We don't know. If no, if nobody's ever nobody's been to the rally, down. you owe it to yourself to come, even if you don't ride motorcycles and you're a people watcher. This might be the best people watching place on planet Earth. Go set up at uh, Loud American and uh, buy yourself a brood ice. One eye jacks, way one better. One eye jacks, because they have the well, they have the well. What the one thing about one eye jacks that makes it better, and not that I want to be uh, a contradictive, but from my perspective, when you have two painting painting booths out front, yeah, um, it makes they're not the painting their body. Their body painting. painting. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, you're well, yeah. right. Cool. Wait, I stand correct. Oh, I'm getting a little bit of a Brian. I'm getting you know, you know, the speaking of ding, that, ding, I know, ding. I know a good competition. We could get Cryptic, Sitka, Kiu, and that new company. What is that new company that makes the, uh, the the camouflage? Kings is another one, and we could like randomly paint like ten women, and let them run around and see which or one gets you. the most notable. We could put fish. stripes on you. No, no, oh, I'm not body paintable. From waist up, just take your shirt <laughs> off. Paint me as town. a dairy cow. They're gonna want. They're, <laughs> they're gonna. They're, they're gonna want pasties on you. Because those, uh, those no, we got You got to do the you get the QU Sika camo versus the like the snow yeah, leopard and zebra it. camo and see which one gets the most. All right, we've likes. digressed. That was a sharp Shh. cliff and we jumped off fast. <laughs> so anyway, well, you did bring up the body paint. No, the he, paint. I brought, he up, brought the, up venue. No, he brought up the paint. Well, we don't know, but after that, it's like digressed to. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, let me count. tell you. Let me tell you, everybody, who's all here. So we got bleep as always. Uh, Brian Leslie, the guy who makes sure we keep this well, and it's hard. Mr. PG thirteen. Brad Dana here too. There's a lot. Bleeps. of an, There's yes. a lot of ancillary uh, visual stimulation around here. He's right way now. too grown up, and he's too focused. Hashtag yes. three ninety three. I passed <laughs> what I should have shot the first moment, but I didn't. Brad Dana. Um, we got uh, Jeff. I'm going around the table rotation wise now. Uh, Jeff Lisey from Wyoming Arms, and we're going to talk about four ounces, four inches, and titanium. All right, and then we got the one and only Brian, the mountain man, uh, mental bend. Mountain Martin. money Martin. <laughs> I see you did. Well, and I just want all you to know that next year we'll do it, and anybody that stops away, maybe we'll do a podcast. We should do something. Anybody comes, we should have them put in a thing. We'll do a podcast here. We'll throw a party in the Wyoming Arms booth, and we'll get a bunch of people in here. We'll have lines out each end because you know what we just did? We had the local butcher shop that uh, that Jeff uh, said, hey, come over, bring your stuff. we got this great big booth, which we really appreciate. My son owns a butcher shop. He has these snack sticks. And uh, But what we did for the dinner tonight was we brought prime rib. <laughs> How was the prime rib, guys? It's really yeah. good. Tasty. And we had prime rib for uh, for a little break here. Brian wouldn't let us eat forever, though, but we got over it. 
Uh, yeah, Jeff's busy. So anyway, we're at the uh, we're at the Black Hills Harley location, just outside of Rapid City, South Dakota. The owner just walked by, I think, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, that that's him? the guy I was talking about. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we're outside of that location, and uh, we're going to bring you this today on four ounces and four inches titanium. So anyway, because size matters. So size does matter. I'm telling you, size absolutely matters in this story. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, Jeffrey. Yes, sir. Tell us about it. How did you come up? So you, I know you tell us how, how did you and Burns come up with this, or was this a, just a Jeff Lysey thing? No, it, it was absolutely collaborative amongst the entire three. Oh, the, all and, three? Of yeah, you. All three of us. Tom, and too. Tom, too. We were, we were a dealer for another manufacturer. So time out, in case you don't know. John Burns, Jeff Lysey, and Tom Buck, oh, Buckner. Uh, Buckner own, which I, you gotta tell, I'll tell him tomorrow. I'll text him and tell him I love his, uh, his Instagram and social media posts. Yep. He, he lives at altitude up there in the mountains. Much. Yeah, it's crazy posts. He puts the best posts on. But anyway, um, these three guys own Wyoming Arms, founded it nine years ago, and uh, um, have been an innovation to an industry that hasn't had a lot. So good for you guys. But tell us about this one. Yeah, what we were looking for is we were a distributor for another manufacturer. And because we specialize in the AR platforms, most suppressors will over-suppress an AR. And you think about over-suppression, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you suppress an AR, you create back pressure, blowback, and depending on the build of the rifle, you can actually get to a point where they don't function correctly. You get gas back in your face, you get a lot of extra carbon and things like that. And we, we were running the smallest suppressors that we could find. Well, because of delivery issues and things, we decided to start manufacturing our own, and we stepped up and took off. We uh, decided to start making suppressors absolutely designed to fit the AR platform. Smallest possible package, reduce the amount of blowback, still get optimal suppression. So what we found was, is when you go to the AR, the, the optimum is about five inches on a AR-15 type platform. 223s two, two, and 5.56 five, yeah, and 22s. And 22s. Yep. Um, it has a, enough baffles, enough air gap to absorb the sound. Right. Okay. When, when we started doing that, we found that we could get very, very similar to the best suppressors in the market on an AR platform. Well, because the, the suppressors you were a dealer for, uh, it takes about a year, we'll say, to get your your forms approved we'll say that well, it, but you couldn't even get the serial number for a year sometimes so now you're now you're bumping from a year to get the serial number and then you're then the wait starts and that could go the last time i did one it was 13 months and three correct. weeks and and that's really what drove it right we, we had the guys you know we were waiting eight to 12 months to get a serial number before the paperwork can start and then we were waiting another eight to 12 months for the approval. And so our customers said, we're not waiting two years for a suppressor, it, it, and they would go to another it company. It becomes a hurdle that's insurmountable. It, it's just not worth the Even effort. Even though it was a good can. Yep, great yada, can. Yada, yada. Yeah, great product. Right. And so when we started building ours, we, we said, okay, if we're gonna build one, we're not gonna build one just the same as everybody on the industry. We wanna optimize it for the AR platform. By going to the smaller volume, it reduces the amount of blowback in the system. Um, what we what we found was is we can build a stainless steel one that weighs the same as my competitor's titanium or very very similar. If we go to a titanium, I can now cut them down to half the weight. We can get down to a five inch suppressor that weighs five inches, or as Brian was saying, four inches, four ounces, which is where it comes in the five squared 
four-squared version on the titanium. Because we use tons of the four-inch cans on our bigger guns. Correct. And, I mean, here's the reality of it. A, a lot of our brakes, we're looking at two and a half, three inches on a brake, and you're running, what, three, 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 three to four ounces, ounces Correct. on a brake. Now, now we have the opportunity to run suppressors that are no different in... in uh, Stature and weight than a than a break. Correct. They and do, do, they don't break, they don't uh, reduce the recoil as much. No. Nope. nope. I say well, there's well, about a thirty percent reduction. Hitting. I don't uh, know yeah, if that's. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Thirty yeah, percent less than the break. I would say yes. I would say it's thirty percent less than the break. And about a million percent less volume and noise than the break. Yes. That's uh, the big uh, pickup. A hundred percent. But the noise. Yeah. It. There's a balancing yep. act there with that small thing. Right. But Correct. from a hunting perspective, I think one of the first things you said when you stopped in the office was, it's just enough. It, yeah. It's, it's the perfect. smallest, lightest suppressor, optimized for the ARs, quiet enough for bolt guns. Right. And that's what we're trying to do. Because when you're out there hunting, most of our lives we've been shooting with no hearing protection. Right. Okay. You, what? It, yeah. What? Huh? And <laughs> so if you can get it to where it takes the sharp off of it, that's what you're trying to do. Would you rather carry a pound and a half up the side of a mountain, or would you rather carry four ounces? Well, and here's the reality would you also. Carry nine inches because or it's four inches. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because yeah. you got a nine inch. So most of these Sticking guns up out of your pack. Most of these guns are 24 to 26 inch barrels, and you throw nine inches on top of that. Yep. Now these bigger cans also. You're running. You're running a 12 ounce can roughly if you're all titanium. Yep. And then you got to put a wrap on it. Yep. And the wraps, they're another, you know, 10 Wait. ounces. Yeah. I mean, now... You mean the Cordura wraps? Well, yeah. they're, they're Nomex wraps. Yeah. Um, so the Nomex, you know, to heat the, for the heat signature. We had guys we had guys at the last shooting school, and they are like, man, um, you know, because you're shooting quite a bit there. And they, they'd never shot through a can before. I'm like, oh, it's heat signature off if you can. We, yep. we just got to put a cover on that yep. for yeah, you. Yeah, you, you will end up with a little mirage. Way less it, than the big cans, not, though. Not after Way two less. or three hunting shots. That's right. when you're doing target shooting. Yeah. When, when's the last time you were hunting in Alaska or something like that, and uh, um, and you shot enough to have a mirage on anything? Nothing. Well, you're right. You're not going to. Only it, when you're on the bench. Right. And, and even then, even then, honestly, like we were shooting mine the other day, and we were down there, and you just threw your handkerchief over it. And that was good enough for a couple of shots to right. get where we can well, see where it was at. You'll see a little bit if you're out prey dog hunting because you're shooting more on right. it. Okay? it. But it's very, very limited unless you're in isolated incidents. If you're hunting, you do not create enough. Now, our little can, because the heat signature is enough smaller, that you don't see as much mirage. But we also have covers for those. So, but they're also not as fat as a big Whoa. can. So a big you can, have cover, you have covers he, for your I little just can. noticed oh, some. Yeah. I didn't tell you that, did I? Wow. No, he, but he, he said wow. he was going to bring us We've been one of the some, first right? distributors, agents, market unconditionally for this guy. I I'm don't even have one on my gun yet. Oh, my God. I, but, but you're is not it, important here. No. Is, <laughs> is the Mirage due to the fact that, let's say, if you take a standard suppressor, it's, let's say, like an inch and a half around, or some of them are two inches around? Is that because it's closer to the your optical where you're looking through the, the heat's coming off closer to where your line of sight I think there's a mass the mass of yeah. that much temperature you have more heat you have a bigger area that has that's yeah. really hot yep. Correct. there's just so more to heat up you got a bigger heat sink when, I think. When I yeah, because the volume the, is two to three covers, times on a nine inch the, can the covers will be they were supposed to be delivered before the rally 
obviously they did not arrive. Otherwise, so we, they'd be here for sale. What are we looking at in weight on your? Because yours are a little silicone base. Yours They're, is a different cover. Yeah, it's, it's a like much a, smaller cover. Yeah, so it, a couple ounces or less or less. So we're still a six ounce yeah. six ounce can. And you know what? The other thing that's nice about it, it'll dampen it because you know that titanium. Yep, that'll be nice. We, yeah, no, it just it takes that heat signature away. And if by chance you need to grab it. Tighten it, yeah. things like that. You can get a hold oh, of it. You don't have to grab it. Your tanker chief or yeah, your glove. Exactly. But so those th are just things that are going on. Those um, big, those big cans. Quite frankly, even the weight, the weight's not even the biggest thing. Although it's a big thing. Is it the? the so it's the length. The length gets so unwieldy. Well, it's so unbalanced. And the balance and point is so unbalanced. Yep. Well, it's like a teeter totter, right? The yep. further you go out, the more the lever. Yeah. So right. it adds the weight. So as guys are building more and more of the twenty and twenty-two inch guns. Ultralights right. for hunting. Well, that's what we've done. And is we've you been, now go to yep. a four-inch suppressor. Yep. You're the same length as a 24, 26-inch barrel. We're, we're building shorter. A, yeah. We're building yeah. a ton of these in 20-inch because we're using these ultra-modern cartridges that Absolutely. are burning up, burning up all the powder in 20 inches. Put our four-inch can on it. We got a super compact, easy, well-balanced. Yep. Package and well, that's the, that's rollingbones.com. Yeah, 605-644-8000. Get a hold of us. We have four ounces, four inches. Yeah. A lot of you guys like that size. It's perfect for hunting. Yeah, well, and and we really do. We work hard on that, trying to get it smallest, lightest, quiet enough. And that's really kind of where our tagline is within this industry. Right. So could you explain where like you got you got because I'm fairly new to cans until two years ago, really. Uh, I've seen them, but I never hunted with them. Again, I was living in Canada. Can you explain when a guy would want to use a titanium versus a steel? And obviously, the aluminum is for your rim fires. And then say, why do you, would you want to use a 4-inch versus a 5-inch? What's the benefits, too, of a steel or titanium? Or is there a Obviously, a weight and price. Within the hunting aspect, there's virtually no uh, advantage. Just weight. Weight. Period. Okay. Weight. Performance. Well, now, is the inside of the titanium, is it all titanium or is it stainless steel inside? Ta titanium. So it's all titanium. Yes. The framework, everything's Everything. titanium. Everything's titanium. My argument but would be almost opposite. There would be no reason to use stainless steel. Price. Unless you had but, a heavy no, gun. No, I understand. Yeah, but, but I mean. But no, but that's a good point. But you if you had a target all, rifle. Let's okay, say you let's talk price. What's the, real quick, because I want you, let's talk price real quick. Yeah. What's $100 difference? I should know About $100 difference. I'll pull it up on the website. No, it's about $100 difference. Okay. But. When you go into the AR platform, that's when you see the advantage-disadvantage, okay? The, the handability. Right. But the stainless steel, if you have a, a short-barreled rifle or you have a pistol or you have a gun that you're running very hard with high round counts, you want to run stainless steel because right. it is it's going to last longer. It's more durable. Okay? It can handle the flame. And that's what titanium doesn't like is heat and flame. Okay, so if you're running a gun, yeah, stainless really is hard, way tougher that way. Much same tougher. in a cook pot. If you're going to throw it on an open fire, yep. don't take your hundred dollar titanium pot. Take the thirty dollar stainless steel and exactly. throw it on the open fire. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good so analogy. With the AR platform, there is a reason <laughs> to run one or the other. Okay. Now, when you start going into the four inch versus five inch, what we found is the the twenty two calibers and that type of stuff, the five five six, the twenty two long rifle, they prefer the five inch and you'll get substantially better suppression. When you go into the larger calibers, you get within, you know, a decibel or two using the four inch. So you might as well go smaller, lighter, um, easier to carry. Right. All right. Yeah. So there's the advantages and disadvantages, but when it comes to the hunting applications, we recommend titanium across the board. Yeah. But if a guy is looking for, okay, you know, that $100 is important. 
fine, do it. Right. Okay. If if you are depending on what you're running for the gun, then you can play some games I, with. I mean, you got a two hundred dollar tax stamp. You got to take that into no consideration. Matter what. Yep. So two hundred bucks, buy what you want. I mean, we do, we sell. I, I, do we even do we even have stainless steel on the web? I mean, it doesn't seem yeah, like we, we sell them. Yeah, we, we, no, I'm we, kidding. I mean, obviously, we yeah. do. Yeah. But um, it, but it, you're right. It, so it, usually, people look at the difference of a hundred bucks. But you know what? If somebody's going, hey, every hundred counts in my life right now. The well, let's say the guy wants five. Not a bad choice, Correct. right? Well, let's say he Correct. wants five. Of he wants five of them. Well, he basically is buying four. But let's say if you got a heavy, let's say be a heavy varmint barrel. I smell skunk. Does anybody smell skunk? let's say if you let's say you got a truck gun that's not an AR. Coyote skunk. And you got like an old two two three that you cut the barrel down probably better off just putting the stainless on it and beating it up in your truck. It's going to last longer. It's, it's going to last longer. And, and, and some guns shoot nice with a heavy, a little bit weight the, on it. It will, it will go ahead and dampen the barrel a little bit. It's kind of like the yeah. old limb savers and things like yeah. that when you put them on yeah. to dampen the barrels. A suppressor will actually do the same in depending on the gun. Yeah, but the titanium is really for what, what, what these guys do a lot. And when what when I you're do. doing the mountain hunting. Are, you ready, are the, you ready to join the civilized world, Brian Martin? Um, and get a can? Yes. <laughs> but but you know when you, but, but if you're shooting the short mag, so you take Brad short mag six five short mag. Why and haven't you, you got one yet? I can't take them internationally. It's a hassle. I got it. You know, most countries I have to shoot. I can't take cans. I well, you can take a solvent trap. So the That's reason. What I take. So a good example. Brad six five short mag, really ultra light carbon gun. Now when you put the the solvent trap on it, it shoots great. But it, it's a little bit harder to Suppressor. see your bullet impact. Suppressor. Yeah. Suppressor. Suppressor. Yeah. The solvent trap is, is does so is for not, cleaning. Yeah. It's for so you take, yeah, you so you take kind of, right. So you take Brad's six five Sherman. You got short. a four inch titanium suppressor. I have a four inch titanium suppressor. <laughs> so when you shoot the six, you got that gun's only weighs seven pounds. Yeah. And when you get on target, it's a little bit hard to see versus the break. But we can shoot it without putting the hair protection in. But now you go to your older six millimeter Creedmoor. Brian six three more. Oh my gosh! It's just and now, but that 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 is what basically what your ARs are. There, are, there are no six millimeters that deserve to be ever shot again without a suppressor. Well, it's yeah. super nice. I found that the six Creedmoor, the six five Creedmoor, and the two two three is like the ideal cartridges for your product, Jeff. Correct. I mean, really, to me, if you have an ultralight gun like a seven short mag or a seven mag, I can't. If I'm shooting prone, I can't get on target. But I can take my, I can put the suppressor on it and go hunting. Let's say but, if I'm hunting but, elk and bears and everything Brian, is perfect. I, I would say this: if you're using, if you're shooting a seven psalm or one of those, and you're not shooting it braked, okay, because you already don't shoot it braked. Okay, then this is a no-brainer. This, this is an absolute well, no-brainer to put on there because, like, we had that shooting school and we twisted them on every one of our guns. Yep. Well, that was the most polite shooting school right? I'd ever. Oh, it was been way better. You don't have yeah. to. You can. You don't have to hear. Yeah. You don't have to yell. One the other thing is your muffs. Well, but the other thing is, let's say I have a, I hunted with a 300 Weatherby for a long time. Weatherby improved. Right. Now, when I'm shooting, yeah, for sure. When I'm shooting at sheep and goats, I put the brake on. If I'm hunting brown bear and moose, I put the cap on right. because I didn't want the blast. Now, a 300 Weatherby does not shoot well in a 20-inch barrel. All right. It's right. waste. So, but I could put your, I could put your product on. Let's say a 24-inch barrel, 300. Yep. And still be better than no break, and I don't even have to worry. Because if you shoot any of the magnums without hearing protection, without one of your products on or a true suppressor, you're going to have your bell rung. Absolutely. And I can tell you, I, I took my 300 Weatherby brown bear hunting, and I put the earplugs on, shot the bear, got up to it, and he happened to get up, and he was still not quite dead. And I just, I just threw down without thinking, 
and I put two through it with a muzzle brake on, and my ears are ringing for two days. Right. Exactly. So if I had yeah. your product on, I would have had less. Mu yeah, I would have had similar muzzle jump because that's just a little radial brake. Sure. So it's very similar to what I would call an old stool radial brake. Right. It's the size of your barrel. It's not. A, it doesn't take the recoil out like a three or four port like Correct. modern brake. Now the the other big advantage in a hunting application is uh, guides and spotters. Right, because with a big break on a big gun, you have a big issue. They take a, you because I have hearing they, loss, they permanent hearing loss from breaks. So they don't want to get right up on your hip because they don't want to take the blast out of the break. So with these suppressors on, we've got we've got companies now that are requiring a suppressor because now the guide can get right on your hip and whisper to you and look right down the barrel spotting to make sure one you're on the right animal and two they don't get the blast of the big giant break. So we, it just is. There's great advantages to right. using it in a hunting application, especially if you're a guide or a spotter. I or don't those know kind of if things. there's a disadvantage of it. I, right. There really isn't. I can't think of one. Uh, well, you know, well, it's easy to tape. You know, if you don't want, if you don't want mud or stuff on your barrel, it's really easy to tape your your product because it has a small hole. It's actually easier to tape than muzzle brake. Correct, because yeah. you don't. Because you're gonna tape. You're gonna tape. If you're gonna hunt with a muzzle brake, you gotta tape all the holes. All of it. Because you do a head plan and the snow or mud is gonna go in through the holes and it's gonna be water in the barrel. One hundred percent. So not, well, there's nothing. There's no a disadvantage because you can still shoot with a brake mm -hmm. on if you want yeah. to. And, and with where we're talking about the four I'm inches and four six. ounces, we get really, it, it gets, you know, where Brad was talking about is it's very similar weight. It's just now we've reduced the noise. Okay. You, you're going to get that 60% of the recoil reduction that you do with a good quality muzzle brake. It will it will give you a better recoil than a bare muzzle. Right. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. Much it's, it, well, right. my, my analogy, the, so I shot that antelope last year. I shot four or five things with my my can last year and my my elk was at 450 yards and i had plenty of time and he wasn't on his feet very long but i had plenty of time i was right back on that animal yeah so th that brings me shot. up to a good point from an animal perspective because i shot it on our lease both of our leases montana and south dakota and what i did notice is that it, it it was it was as good as my big can as far as displacing noise and the, the, the deer didn't react like, oh, my God, I'm getting shot at. They kind of lifted their head up the same as before. So I know you've ran tests. At what distance did you have the same? What's the, what's the, the decibel? The, the, the decibel, decibel displacement. Of a the, de the noise displacement of decibel. Where did the decibels level out Approximately at? 50 yards from the gun. So I have an animal at 200 yards. The noise they displacement. They cannot discern. Between a eight-inch can, a four-inch can. The sonic crack is now louder than the gun. Right. Really? Yes. So and and we've we've tested it down range. That's at, important for everybody. Uh, no, well, that's what we've noticed. At a hundred, at a hundred yards, at two hundred yards, at three hundred. You've yards, ran all those, tests. and we shoot so that the bullet is crossing right next to the meter, uh -huh. and it is exactly the same because the sonic crack is now bigger or is now louder than the gun so if you're coyote hunting what will happen is you'll shoot the first one and so if you're calling in doubles or triples a lot of times they will turn and look right straight at you same thing very similar happens with deer and elk so we've we've been out on deprivation hunts for deer and we've been on cow hunts doing multiple cow hunts and normally the herd will turn and look right at you or if they start moving they normally move towards you because that's the uh, the the least resistance, the least noise. So you can um, just shoot multiple cow elk. How fun would that be, guys? Um, we did, I know somebody. We did that. We did doo, that doo, one doo, day doo, with uh, 
we actually used the same gun with a suppressor and ended up, before it was over with, we shot eight cow elk out that's of the same of, herd. That's a lot of butchering from that's the butcher's perspective. That's a lot of butchering. So you can get a good look at a cow elk if you shove your head up the but you much yeah, rather take yeah, the yeah. butcher's word. You get, for it. Yeah. <laughs> so if we what go movie? do that, if what movie does anybody know? What movie? was that? Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Yeah. Um, if we if we do that, I'm I, I don't want to be standing by him because he grabs my gun sometimes. Right, right. It's no, really we, we when we usually set, when every we set up to do that one tag. Uh, when we set up to do that, we were about 400 yards plus or minus, you know, and I shot the lead cow. And then, and then, then that shuts down the fight or flight instinct, well, doesn't it? At that point, they were just walking across the field. So I shot her, and she laid down. The rest of them are looking around, saying, "Are we bedding down?" Because they didn't know where it was coming from. Did you shoot it with a six-five Creedmoor? Or Actually, six Creedmoor? That, there, that there was, was when no we affiliation of that sonic boom or crack to no. your rifle. So they were they were simply, no. yeah. Did it. I just and and so it was. Uh, I ended up shooting the lead cow, and then. I got a range call on the uh, on the gate, and they basically told me shoot the last one through the gate. So as the last cow walked through the gate, I shot the trailing cow. Boom! And this all happened Did in you about have two tags. I had two tags. See, yes. I like the sound of this more and more and more. <laughs> okay, so I shoot the lead cow and the trailing cow. This is the guy who came. What, what's the range on these? Oh, they were. I think the one was 412, and the other was like 428 or 430, something like that. Just they just Six laid mark? down. No, it was actually a 308. Really? It was it was it was early in our process oh. when we were doing the G2s. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I dumped the, both cows on each end. Hand the gun to the next guy. He dumps one right out of the middle. Hand the gun to the next guy. He dumps two. Long story short, before it was over with, we get a call from a game warden, and he asks if he can bring a, a disabled vet down to shoot one. And the guy says, "Well, I'm only comfortable at 200 yards." And we said, "No, you're going to shoot our gun." So but within less than 30 minutes, we had eight cows on the ground. And when we start, uh, when we start, so I have, game warden knew I have you were to do this. I have to do this. Game warden knew yeah. you were down there, and he decided just to give well, you a no, shout. Well, you no, know, he shouted at, at John and said, hey, does everybody have permits? And we went, yes, we do. And he says, well, can I get a disabled vet in on the same group? Long story short. And you said, no problem. Get no his butt problem. down here. Bring him down. Of course we'll honor a vet. Boom. Get her done. He shot one, too. Shot one, and he said, I'm not comfortable at anything over 200 yards, and it actually he broke the trigger at about 435 yards. And he impressed himself, didn't he? He was beside himself. (laughs) It's amazing. It's actually not as good for the guy shooting as it is the guy who hands him the rifle that says, try this. Yeah, and does all the (laughs) – It works him through it, right? Get it doped up and talk him through the shot, and it was just a piece of cake. But – the, the herd never left until we stood up and started walking out towards them. So, it, so in 30 minutes, you were able to get a disabled vet there and shoot one of the cows without having them run away. Yeah, the, the, fir- the first group of elk were all on the ground in probably seven minutes. And then we had to wait for the game warden to bring the guy down. We got him in, in got the him game on warden spot. Help you and when I say disabled, he still was walkable. It wasn't, you know, he was... Did it, it wasn't in a cart. He no, was just a, yeah. No. He, yeah, he had he had disability, but he was ambulatory. Honestly, yeah. how yeah, cool, cool is that for? It was the, amazing. How cool is that for and, the? And the, the herd never left. And then the rancher, you know, when we get up and walk away, the, the herd leaves, but they don't bolt through the fence. And so he's going, 
well, this is the greatest thing in the world because they didn't tear up fences. We didn't cripple a bunch of elk. Instead of shooting one elk, too, you got rid of eight. Eight off eight, of his eight field. heifers, <laughs> yeah. essentially. Th that were feeding yeah. on his ticket yep. for nothing. Right. Yep. Yeah. Eating right out of his hayfield. Yep. Right. He was so, happy. So it was, you know, the experience of hunting with them. Now, that said, I've also had where I misjudged the wind and I send the first one. And with the AR platform, I'm looking right down the, the scope. I never have to rack the bolt. If I misjudge the wind, I can watch the trail hit the cow. But right, make your adjustment. Perfect. Make follow an adjustment. Up. Send, send another faster follow-up. I will Much tell you faster. this: I loved it for coyote hunting for that. Oh, but, baby! But but uh, but you lose your mind when they get in close, <laughs> and you have a triple because you know that you can knock all three of them down, and then instead you of racking it. them, you you. You it's like taking a Benelli instead of an over and under. She, no, uh, it's like being hunting. it's like being an eighteen year old, a seventeen year old, and the prom queen says you want to go out on a date. You're like, ah, what to do? You know, you lose your mind. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, but um, it, so that's a Brian they, Martin they, analogy. Unless her yeah. name was Billy before. But that was a clean Brian Martin analogy. Yeah, and it won't it be that long. A pure one. He yeah. would have taken it down like some other crazy. Well, well, we, won't be that long before the prom queen is Billy though. You know what? He jumps in the we we filmed all our stuff and we've got amazing footage of stuff after we shot our animal the animals around him is like there was little very little commotion yeah, because what they're doing is they're hearing that whole sonic crack yeah and they cannot it discern, sounds like thunder yeah they cannot discern where it's coming from well my buddy russell he get he got so pissed off for so many years because we'd be deer hunting and it'd be a sea of coyote and he'd be like go ahead just shoot it and 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 i'd shoot it and then the deer would just pick their head up and look around and go, oh, what was that? And the coyote would be laying there dead yeah. and be like, yes. So there is some ancillary benefits, yep. giant, yeah. giant benefits. Yeah. So it's, Once, it's, once it's you much, start using them, you'll never want to be yeah. without it's, one. It's so much easier on the wildlife. They don't bolt. They don't tear up fences. They don't tear themselves up. Um, you can get you if I mean the animals necessary. that don't get shot, obviously. Right. But, but, you can, <laughs> but, but you can actually get, even if it was something shot, they don't know where to go, so you can get a follow-up shot. They're confused without them taking off and bolting. They're not running from something; they're reacting from something. They reacting have no idea where it came. Yeah. Reacting to yeah. something that happened to them. They're not running from something. Correct. And so, yeah, it's like a, it's like a guy with a sugar addiction, and he comes about three Krispy Kreme donut places. He doesn't know which one to go to. He just hangs out in the middle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I go to the one in the middle. Have you ever eaten Krispy Kremes? Uh, my record, my record is twenty. Well, it's, well, it's like your, air when you bite them. Yep. Yes, and and so I, I twenty mean, twenty Krispy Kremes like the little, the donut holes or the whole donuts. No, the the, the glazed donuts. Oh, those ones to, that come off the machines. We used to do a thing in Milwaukee when I had that <laughs> brokerage there. Rob Quiddick, literally, if you're listening, Rob, kudos to you. Ate twenty eight of them suckers. In oh one Rob, setting, you win a door prize. I bet, I what? bet everybody five hundred bucks they couldn't beat you know the, me in yeah. eating the old ninety six. You know those old fashioned glazed donuts, the great big heavy ones. Yeah. One time I was really hungry and I, I, I thought, well, I'll just have, have a few. No, I had a dozen when I was driving. <laughs> oh before I, I had all of them. You could compete at this glazed donut. Yeah, it's thing. like a because those are twice as heavy as the Krispy Kremes. Yeah. yeah. So well, you have an amazing product. We do really like them, and we sell a ton of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know we don't want to breach the conversation, but I'm going to, and I'll take care of it from tip to tail. If you're interested in the suppressor, give us a call. They also manufacture a cleaning product that is uh, it's called a solvent trap. Oh, yeah, those work really, really well for and, cleaning and, your and gun. And they work really, really good. So you don't good. get solvent splattered on your wife's, you and, and wife's uh, you, kitchen counter when you're if cleaning. If you get the solvent trap and you personally decide that I want to become a manufacturer 
of your own suppressor, there's a form one that you can fill out. Right. And um, we can point you in a direction. We're not going to do it for you. Point you in a direction. Jeff's not going to jump in on this because he's the manufacturer. Don't blame him. But we do sell a lot of solvent traps. Yeah, it was back in the day. We used to use those little green Tipton things. These are so much nicer. Yep. But we sell a lot of solvent traps. And uh, what I like about them is they're the most durable, hardy solvent trap in the marketplace. And if someone becomes a manufacturer, they can definitely they look very, very similar it into yep. a, a to an unfinished suppressor. Yeah, yeah it's pretty they, cool. They can consider that themselves. It's all on them. They have to follow the rules and regulations. Yeah, the right they, way. They, you'd have to you'd have to go through the ATF and do a form one yeah. and pay and your the, tax. And by the way, this is not a solicitation oh. to turn a solvent trap into a suppressor or not go through the suppressor process. However, there is an opportunity, a hundred percent legally, to do that, and. Um, we're not condoning it or yeah i've seen a couple guys do it and it works perfectly i mean it's like legit so yeah well yeah and and you know the 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 whole deal between uh a form four and a form one a form four you buy a completed suppressor yep okay a form one what you're doing is do the application to manufacture one you do the same type form if you're going to do an sbr it's still done on a form one the difference is, is by doing it, the system all on electronic file, it cuts the wait time from 8 to 12 months down to 6 to 8 weeks. Yeah, or sometimes even faster. We've actually, we've actually had a client. I had one do it, it in 17 days. We've had one do it in four days. Oh. Four days. He actually, within an hour, got his approval back. What took four days is the fingerprints. And and he sent him in, and he had his uh, he had a certificate. Wow. So yeah. so here's the reality, you know we're we're not again we're not condoning it, we're not endorsing it. Fact of the matter is, we market a lot of solvent traps, um, and to the consumer, and if they take the opportunity to become a personal manufacturer of that, that's their business. So I will tell you this, my personal perspective, I have one on every one of my rifles I shoot and hunt with. I don't have a rifle that I'm not shooting years on. Nice, and I don't want to shoot a rifle that doesn't have one. That on doesn't it. have a suppressor. Right. But I, I agree. That doesn't have your suppressor because yep. I have the Lane Scorpion, and it's nice, and it's nine Scorpion inches. Scorpion Magnum, yeah, yeah, and it's nine inches. Yeah, but you can't haul that up on a oh, sheep. Shit, on. Well, you could, but it just doesn't. It make is sense. cumbersome. It's well, so you, unbalanced. But you have to have a Sherpa to carry it. I, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just, I guess. I just put that yeah. sucker on and go hunting is what I do, and I forget that I don't need it, and I don't have, I don't wear ear protection. And a lot of times when I'm in the midst of hunting anyway, even with my 7 mag with a brake on it, I forget to put ear protection on. The reality is a lot of hunters forget to put, uh, put ear protection on because in the moment you get down, you get ready, and you're like, okay, you that's You need it. electronic hearing protection if you're going to shoot yeah. a muzzle brake. You yeah. really do. You Otherwise, do. you're a guide and you can't communicate. Yeah, Th- thank you because that's the biggest thing I've found. I've been in British Columbia before and tried to put them in. I've, sat, I've laid on a stone sheet for two damn hours, and I kept taking it out, taking it out, taking it out, the appearing protection, because he's trying to communicate me, and I can't go, what? And, uh, and I uh, go, Muzzle what? brakes so require electronic hearing protection. Thank you. And, yeah. well, and now... And Harleys also do, too. Because yeah. I say a Harley is louder than a suppressor. Yeah. But now I mean, here got four inches, four ounces, put it on the end, go on it. Yeah. Yeah, it just it, it makes everybody's life easier, and the the person who'll thank you the most will be your guide, because you don't have that brake yeah. busting them. And your 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 doctor's going to be upset because they won't sell you hearing aids before you're fifty. Um, question though for you, Jeff. Technical question. 
Um, when I first started learning about these suppressors, everybody was talking about threads, like, well, half by 28. I mean, uh, co or was it? Um, half yeah, by half 20 by 28, 5 eighths by, eights by 24, 24, and you got 9 sixteenths by 24, correct? Correct. So, so question, um, your suppressors come with, a, I would guess, a half, uh, I mean, a 5 eighths by 24, and then you can put an adapter in them for smaller barrels, correct? Well, you can. No. Yeah. We, actually do, we actually do them um, bore specific. So like on the 5.56s, those come built for half 28. Okay. Okay. Um, the 22 long rifles, half 28. If Once you go up into the 6, 6.5 Creedmoors, we go into the 5.8s, 24. So if you end up with which one is of a, the which 9, is a bigger, for yeah. Basically, think of it as a bigger, thicker barrel. Right. And so then we end up with, uh, you know, occasionally the 9.16s barrel. Well, then... What was it? I think Browning came up with their own proprietary thread with their own proprietary brake oh, and proprietary um, well, uh, that's suppressor. Bad. That's bad. That's yeah. bad form, Browning. And, and so <laughs> what what, what's happening is you got guys that are cutting the barrels off and recrowning them and threading them with the correct thread. Right. Um, the other the other situation that comes about is um, there's there's a uh, a nine millimeter pistol carbine out there that was done with a left-hand metric thread oh my gosh and so that's another one it's like where a propane tank yeah so you end up having to do a um either a bushing or you can do the same thing cut it off recrown it thread it and you're good to go so are, are your are your products coming with um uh, so let's say if a guy wants to put the share that product between two or three different guns and so he's got some small guns uh mm -hmm. you know small thread He's got the uh, half. Some he might have one that's nine. He has one that might have one that's five, five eighths. So you sell a, a conversion, a basically a little adapter. Correct? We don't. We we've done some of the some of the bushings, but because of cost, you know, they're, 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 easy, quick, they're easy to find. Yeah, they're they're yeah, fifteen bucks. What do you get them like brown L's and that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, brown L's is, yeah, is white oak armory, blah blah blah. Source for all the sizes. So the best but, thing you do, white oak yeah. does them. There's lots of companies like on that are our, doing. If you Brian, just on, on our website, you can actually pick the thread that you want. Yeah, and that's it what I mean. Well, let's say you if you want to switch it between, let's say a guy, yeah. the bushing is readily available. Yeah. Okay, but but the best the best scenario is get one for every product you have. If you well, got a two two three, you got a twenty two two fifty, and have a six five, and they got different, then get three different sizes. Yeah, and and our product runs at fifty to sixty percent of our competitors. Yeah. So now you can buy two. For the price of one. Yeah. So put it on, leave it on, because the other thing is every time that you go suppressed and unsuppressed. You have to re-zero your gun. You re-zero your gun. Changes the barrel weight. And exactly. Everything. And so um, it, it will change things, even with the ones with the quick connects and things yeah, like that. Yeah, the point of impact. You still need to verify zero if you're going on and off with your suppressor. So you're better off just go on, stay on, dedicate it. Th three guns, it three suppressors, three solutions. Yeah, you're better off just getting five or six of them, putting them in every gun you have. Uh, Anything so, you're going to use. So let's say let's say you have let's just hypothetically say you have 700 bucks in each one of these. Mm -hmm. You have five guns. Yep. What do you got? 3500 bucks. 3500 bucks into polite rifles. It's, it's it would be cuz I think I think we sell them for 617 plus 200. So you're roughly looking at 800 bucks a pop. Yeah. But but it yeah, the so thing five is, is, is it makes 4, it 4, it makes it so it's an, it's a pol like Brian just said a polite rifle because if you're going to the range and you're not blasting everybody with a big muzzle brake I mean you'll get these guys out there with those big Magnum rifles that just shake the world with the big and the, and a lot of them will go the biggest possible muzzle brake they can get right. to try and control the recoil 
But it and does more. It has more impact around everybody else. Everybody else at the range. Well, for instance, nobody wants to be on the range with one of those guns. It's funny because, like, when we go to Canada, it's like, okay, do I take my can off? Do I put my brake back on, or do I just take a different rifle? Canada needs to get their shit together. Yeah. Well, they never will. They're just hopeless. Canada, they're a disaster, a train wreck. <laughs> But you know, I'm. That, I mean, it's, needs to get it's a, that serious of a problem because once you get used to shooting that that thing, it's like, oh, geez. Because we've talked about it right now. We should just have a six five set up for Canada. Yeah. Just so just so we don't have to mess with it. I mean, actually, yeah, I just did. Yeah. I mean, I, I put together a six. It was five easier to build another rifle. That actually, that's not true because I just sold that one. <laughs> so I'm putting a scope back on my seven and my seven. I'm I'm gonna just yeah. I'm, I'm taking my seven up there. Um, and that's where it's staying. Well, the only so. good stuff to come out of Canada during so COVID is, is they had two gold medals. Or did Brad sell your gun? Actually, King Brad sold my gun. That's not true. No, that's bullshit. That Here's is what not I true. Said. Here's what I said. He had a guy into his shooting school who was a wonderful man, and his name's Shay. And he, Brad didn't want him shooting as good as him and wanted him to struggle a little bit. And I just <laughs> built this gun, and I said, I said, Brad, why doesn't he shoot this? I grabbed Brad, and we were standing at the, and I go, it just got done. And he goes, I thought that was your gun. I go, it is, but I don't have my scope on it yet. I said, so he could shoot it tomorrow, no big deal. And he goes, well, you know he's going to want it. And I said, well, if he wants it, he can have it, I guess. So we got back, and Brad goes, sold your rifle. Actually, Shay says to me, <laughs> I'm taking that rifle home with me. As I was walking off the mountain, he goes, I think I'm taking this rifle home with me. And then Brad comes back and goes, your rifle sold. So Brad sold it. Again. Again. So <laughs> so to one dentist, Scott Palmer, who listens to this, he sold my six Creedmoor that I waited a year to get when components weren't available that you built for me. Got it all set up. And Brad comes out of the back and goes, Scott Palmer wants this. I said, good. Um, just fill out the order online and we'll get it ordered for him. He goes, no, he wants it right away. And I go, it's a eight to nine months wait on well, that Well, here's gun. the problem, And Ryan. he goes, no, it's not. Next thing I know, he's back boxing it up. I, I'm like, well, I use As soon as I get a, a gun put together, I get the sucker shot. That way it's used. Yep. Brian observes his guns. It's like a piece of art for him. He likes to look at them hanging on the wall. No, I just keep shooting the same one until, I, <laughs> until I'm ready, and then they're gone. So, so, yes, he sold my rifle. Again, another one. So, a poor guy, in his defense... He shows up with a 300. 300s, I'm just telling you, if you come into a shooting school, 300s not a fun gun. Unless it's yeah. an F-class 15-pounder. So, so I guess, you know, okay. just off the beaten path, we just had one of my return customers who's owned several of our rifles just walk through the booth, and he's sitting over here waiting to visit. <laughs> well, we should probably let you go <laughs> see if we can sell him several more rifles. Listen, on that note, one six zero five six four four eight thousand six zero five six four four eight thousand. Brad, Brian, myself are always there. You want to know something about solvent traps? You want to know something about suppressors? We're there. Jeff's a phone call away from us. If you want to go ahead and call Wyoming Arms, just do it. Tell them Rolling Bone sent you. You listen to this. Uh, we're going to treat you right. Take care of you. We're all on the same team here, um, and uh, we're excited about it. We appreciate you listening today. And uh, we are having, it's, it's, I can say this every week, we keep having record growth, huh, believe? Every week it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we appreciate all of you guys' support and sharing this podcast with everybody else. So just remember, go share it. Tell people about it. Uh, we continue to appreciate that. Sharing and, is uh, caring. Sharing is caring. And, and our know. next podcast will be in the quiet comfort of the Bone Cave. Yes, it will be. But it was fun doing it on location. Yeah, in the, in the rainstorm with the Harleys. Well, 
the best thing about the rain is the Harley's shut off. <laughs> well, <laughs> these guys got me distracted. <laughs> so, no, you're exactly right. So, signing off from Black Hills Harley outside of Rapid City, South Dakota, your Bone, uh, your bone Cave crew from Rolling Bones. We appreciate you. Go get yourself a polite gun. Get a hold of us. Let you let us help you get a polite Six gun. Six four four. 8,000. Yeah, 605-644-8,000. Until next week or until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.